Good morning, class. Hi, we're back in faith school again. I'm Keith Moore. Faith school is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, nothing like mixing faith with about what with what you're about to receive. Um, everything's that way, you know. If you're if you believe you should take a medication. You should take it in faith, believing it will help you. The faith will boost the effects of the medicine. In fact, faith can heal you by itself. Didn't Jesus tell people, your faith made you whole? And when you receive God's word, the Bible said in Proverbs 4, his words are life to those that find them and health are medicine to all their flesh. He didn't just say they were like medicine. He said they are. Uh, God's word. Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But Hebrews said that the gospel preached to some. Didn't profit them. Didn't benefit them. Because it wasn't mixed with faith. It's, it's just like a chemical reaction. <laughs> There's a lot of elements that alone they are inert. I mean, you put them in a beaker, nothing happens. Oh, but if you mix some of this other <laughs> in with it, oh, brother, there's bubbling. Next thing you know, energy's released. Well, that's the way it is with God's word and God's power and faith. Hallelujah. Faith is the catalyst. That's why you'll see the word of God heard and preached and nothing happened and nothing happened and nothing happened. And then, pow, <laughs> over here. What happened? What happened? Somebody dashed some faith in there. <laughs> Is that right? Somebody threw some, man, <laughs> mix them, and you get a, an explosion, you can, of healing power, of delivering power, of wisdom, of light. Thank God for this active ingredient <laughs> of faith. We've been studying in, in Hebrews 10, if you would look again, at the series we're calling By Faith. And let's believe the Lord for the utterance exactly for today to go further into this study. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you for the anointing and help and direction and guidance. Only you know exactly what we need to hear and see. We may think we know but you really know. And so we're not asking for what we think. We're asking for what you know. We're asking for what you know is best in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Hebrews 10, 35, he says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Verse 38, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The justified ones, the ones made righteous. And you, as a believer, uh, that's who you are. You, you don't earn holiness or righteousness. 
you were given the righteousness of Christ because your and my righteousness was not good enough. It was not acceptable to make us holy and right in God's sight. That's why we couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't be saved on our own. Through There's not enough good works we could do. Jesus had to come, pay the price. He's the only one who could. Thank God he did. And he then, having risen victoriously over it, gave us his righteousness, his holiness, his peace. Have you received it, child of God? Now, just because God gives it to you doesn't mean you enjoy it. You have to receive it. And so, but you don't want to say, oh, I'm not holy. Well, then are you saved or not? Did you receive Jesus? Well, yeah. Well, then you're, you've been made holy. You have his holiness or elsewise you, you couldn't be accepted. You couldn't go before the throne of God. You have his righteousness. Oh, I'm not righteous. Well, then you need to get saved. Oh, I'm saved. Well, then you're righteous. <laughs> Come on, can you see this? You can't have it both ways. Hmm? Well, I'm not good enough. We already knew that. That's why you had to get saved. Right? <laughs> no, you didn't earn any of this. I didn't earn any of this. We received it by faith. And that same faith we got born again by, that's what we live by. We've studied verse after verse of these wonderful living examples of faith. And we've gotten all the way down to verse 32. And we've been talking about Samuel. So go back to the first chapter of 1 Samuel again. And let's continue seeing Samuel's faith. Why is Samuel in Hebrews 11? Held up to us as an example of faith. Where do we see his faith? What did he have faith for? What did he have faith to do? What did he do and accomplish by faith? We saw in this first chapter that he was born miraculously by faith. He had never been born. His mother Hannah couldn't conceive until she quit crying. Quit feeling sorry for herself, quit being depressed, and believed God had heard her. And this was such a big deal that when Samuel was supernaturally conceived and then born, healthy, wonderful baby boy, they named him God Heard. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? Because baby wouldn't be here <laughs> except God Heard. Everybody say, God heard. God heard. Does God still hear today? Yes. Mm -mm. Now let's back up to this. All those years, Hannah is crying and being depressed. Did God hear? Did he hear anything he could do anything with? No. Huh? There was a lot of begging. There was a lot of crying. Right? There was a lot of unbelief. There was a lot of hopelessness, a lot of depression. But see, he, he couldn't hear that. He couldn't hear vanity, uselessness, worthless stuff in the sense that he can take it and do something with it. Oh, but the day, oh, happy day, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. That she came to her senses. God spoke a word through Eli, the man of God, and said, the Lord grant you your request and petition that you've asked of him. And she took it as, God heard me. God heard me. And before there's any indication that she could conceive or, or carry a child, she decides to be happy and is no more sad. And next thing you know, she does. The impossible happens. She conceives. And when he's born, she wanted every, I guess every time anybody calls his name, <laughs> we hear Samuel. What did they hear? God heard. God hears, God heard. Every time. Huh? Supper's ready. God hears, come. God hears. <laughs> God hears, are you present in class? Yeah, God hears. God hears. See, we, we need to remember this because we, we don't speak the Hebrew that this was written in, but when they heard it, every time they heard it, they heard, God hears. God heard. Now, uh, uh, this stays with Samuel his entire life. Samuel is, is held up in the scriptures, not only as an example of faith, but he's held up as an example, a prime example of a prophet, of a seer. And as is the case with all true prophets, are you hearing this phrase, an intercessor, all true prophets are also intercessors. What do you mean by that? A prophet, a man or woman, is one that sees and knows things supernaturally, has communes with God. And in that relationship and communion with God, uh, you have the opportunity, if you see something that's not good and something that's not going the right way, if your heart's a heart of love like God, you don't want to see it go that way, right? And the Moses and Samuel are mentioned specifically, along with others, as those who would stand in the gap, those who would make intercession when judgment is about to fall, when judgment is pending, when people don't deserve it, they have really gone off the rails and the Lord said some bad things are going to happen. Samuel was one who would see it and know it first ahead of everybody as a prophet, as a seer. But what would he do with that knowledge and with that revelation? Many times he would plead on the people's behalf. He, he utilized his relationship with God to ask him for mercy for people who did not deserve it. And God did that again and again. Um, the, I mentioned this to you, I read this to you from Jeremiah 15, 1. The Lord said, though Moses and Samuel stood before me, uh, then this couldn't be changed. He's, he's saying they are some of the most significant uh, intercessors and prophets that could ever stand before me to change, you know, something that's going to happen and plead the case. And in verse Psalm 106, verse 23, had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest they should be destroyed. He should destroy them. 
These are big things. Do you remember Abraham? What happened with him? Abraham was a prophet. Uh, no question about that. I mean, uh, look at what he saw. Look at what he heard. Uh, did, was he, did he see things? Did he know things? Uh, and uh, you, you remember when uh, the angel of the Lord came and told him uh, what was about to happen with Sodom and, and Gomorrah and those cities. And, and Abraham knew Lot and his family was down there. They shouldn't have been down there, but they were down there. And what, what did Abraham do? <laughs> he said, Lord, <laughs> what if we can find 50? <laughs> and then he, then he kept whittling down. Is that right? So this is a heart thing. Can you see this? And it also, can you see it's a faith thing? Why would you even bring it up to God? Why would you even try to talk to him about it? Unless you know something about how good he is. Right? Unless you know something about how merciful he is. And back, back up to this. Why would God even tell Abraham <laughs> that's about to happen? Huh? Why would he? If he wants it to happen, you tell nobody. Right? Why? He wants him to ask him. Hmm? Because if he's just going by justice Justice determines they get destroyed now. But he's also merciful, right? If somebody would ask him to. In faith. Oh, this is significant, friend. If somebody would ask him to. Now, I haven't digressed. What am I talking about? Samuel was born because God hears. He was named. God hears. And throughout his life, he would see and know things, and he would talk to God and intercede because what? <laughs> because God hears. Because <laughs> God hears, and he knew God hears. He was convinced, I can talk to God about this. Because the Lord had told him, you know, man, this is about to happen, and the judgment's about to happen, and the Philistines are going to win this thing, and all that. Well, Samuel wouldn't just go into depression and try to find some drugs to take. Would he? What would he do? He had faith. Oh, come on, can you see this? Faith to pray. Faith that God would hear. Faith that this thing can be changed. Faith that God is merciful. Merciful. Somebody say merciful. God's merciful. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 99, verse 5 and 6 deals with this specifically. Psalm 99, 5 says, Exalt you, the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Verse 6, Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel. Mention Samuel right in there with Moses. Samuel among them that did what? Call upon his name. They called upon the Lord. Help me out. Why do you answer him? Because he, he heard him. And see, and, and this word heard actually includes the idea of answering. Uh, some translations even try to work it in that Samuel means God heard and answered. And it does include that. You know, he, 
he didn't just hear them and ignore them, right? He said, I heard you. Now don't ask me again. <laughs> no, no it, the implication is he heard and answered. And that's what the scripture says. They, they called on his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. And it goes on to talk about how he, he spoke to them in all these situations. There are sadly millions of people who don't pray. They say they're believers, but they don't pray at all. Why? Why would you say, why would you say you're a believer, but you don't pray? You don't believe it will do any good. You are faithless that God will hear. Hmm? Why is Samuel in chapter 11? <laughs> this is a big one, isn't it? He had faith that God would hear. That's his name, man. <laughs> he can't get away from this thing. Every day, everybody calls his name. He's hearing about God hearing. God hears, God hears, God hears. Now, this is big because faith doesn't go by what you see or feel. Um, and in so many cases, and I did this in the early days of my Christian walk, you're looking for some kind of physical or mental or emotional indication that God's heard. <laughs> When, you know, when am I, and you hear people say, well, I just, I just don't feel like God's here. And I just don't feel like God's heard me. Well, your feelings are not your faith. That's not how this works. Go with me to the book of James, please. To the book of James and the first chapter. Here he's talking about. When you don't know what to do, and you need to know what to do, here's how to get your answer. Anybody interested in this or not? Yeah. What do you do when you don't know what to do? What you need is some wisdom. Wisdom uh, not, it doesn't just include knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is what to do with the knowledge and understanding. Wisdom uh, grasps the concept of if I do this, then this will happen. Wisdom has to do not just with the present, but with the future and with the outcome. So can you, can you see what I'm talking about? I need to know what to do. That's an outcome. That's few. You, then what do you need? Wisdom. Guess who has wisdom? Just, and I mean, we say for days, but it's more than that. He's got, he's got wisdom in every direction. And if I need wisdom, according to the Spirit of God through James, verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, ask of God, what will he do? What will he do? For any of you. If you ask, he'll give it to you. And he'll give you Plenty. He won't short you. Right? Liberally. Plenty of wisdom. Now, what does that mean? I, I, I asked him for wisdom about this thing. Uh, I need to know what to do with my job. 
I need to know what to do on this relationship. I need, need to know what to do with my child or my grandchild. What do I do with this church, in this church thing, this ministry thing? What do I do? What do I do? Well, you don't just need to keep thinking about, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You need to believe God knows. Does God know what you need to do? Yes. He's not trying to figure it out. He already knows. Will he tell me? Yeah. I need to ask him. Right? He needs to know. I want to know. <laughs> he needs to know I'm serious. Now you might say, well, he already knows all that. Yeah, but there's more involved. Do you remember that there were occasions when people would come to Jesus, remember the blind men, and they cried out, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. And he turns around, you know what he says? What do you want? <laughs> right? What do you want me to do? Now you might think, Jesus, are you slow? I mean, look. This, duh, this should be obvious. No, you're the one that's slow. There's a reason why he says this. Why? What do you want me to do? Because the Lord doesn't just uh, take control of our life and make our choices for us. It's up to us. Do you remember scripture also said you have not? Why? You didn't ask. Why would that be? If the Lord already knows what I need and he can do it, why we got to go through all this asking stuff and all this stuff? First of all, you're not God. Just trust him. If he said ask, have some sense. Quit being rebellious and just ask. But don't, that's not the end of it. Uh, ask of God. He gives liberally. And, and he won't even, he won't upbraid you. He won't tell you you're dumb, you know, and upbraid you for, for not having it to start with. He knows you need it. Read the rest of the, the phrase there. The next the verse, what? But what? But what? Let, let him ask in faith. Let him ask what? In faith, nothing wavering. Now, how does that work out, if, whether I'm asking in faith or not? He goes on to say, he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. What is wavering? Well, I, I wanted wisdom. I asked for wisdom. What would wavering look and sound like? I've asked. So what's going to happen now? maybe we'll get it maybe we won't and depend we talk to you in the morning and you're going yeah yeah I'm going to get my wisdom I'm going to get my wisdom we talk to you tomorrow yeah I hope so I, you know I just don't feel like that I got it yet well you're wavering and, and let not that man think he'll receive anything of the Lord because a double minded man's unstable in all of his ways so how do I keep from wavering I've got to believe God heard me. Oh, come on, can you see this? And I got to believe he granted my request and has already sent me a wisdom package. Is that right? He's already sent it to me. Maybe he's already imparted it to me. I just have to open it up. I just, right, I have to come into it and become aware of it. But what I cannot do is check how I feel. Check how, well, how do you feel? I just don't feel like God has heard me. Well, you're wavering. There's no faith in that. You're, what do you, what, what's the feeling based on? Where's the feeling come from? Did the Lord ever say, and when you pray, 
check how you feel. <laughs> did, he, did he ever? Have you ever seen? <laughs> and there's a reason why you will never see that. Because feelings are fickle. Aren't they? Oh man, you got to know that by now. They can be all over the place. Go to 1 John, 5th chapter as well. Samuel had faith. What did he have faith for? Among other things, this was a central thing in his life. He had faith that God would hear. Hallelujah. He had faith when he prayed that God had heard. He had faith he could intercede for the nation. And things could be averted. Things could be changed. That's faith, isn't it? He had faith that God hears. 1 John 5, 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You find his will in his word. You need to know it's his will even before you start asking. But when you're confident, well, yeah, that's what he said in the word. That's what he said he's given us and provided for us. You know it's his will. You know it's his will. Then what? If I ask anything and I know it's his will, Help me out. Help me out. He hears us. Hmm? Before you see anything, before you feel anything, you know he heard you. I said, you know he heard you. But why? How do I know that? Because you know him. You know what he said. He's revealed his will in his word. I don't have to have a hot flash or a cold flash or a goosebump. Come on, are you with me? I know he heard me. How do I know that? By faith. By faith. I know he heard me. And if I know that, what else do I know? What else do I know? I know that I have. Not only do I know he heard, but I know he answers. He answered and he has granted me the petition that I have asked of him. That's got nothing to do with feeling. That's all confidence and knowing of faith. Somebody say amen. amen. And we're out of time again. <laughs> but as you can see, there's more to learn about Samuel's faith. So come back with us next week. Till then, we love you. We believe in you. Believe in yourself. Believe God hears. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Really enjoyed being with you this week in Faith School. Uh, man, the Word of God is so rich. Man, there's so much to learn about walking with God and knowing Him. The scripture says that uh, the Great Commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And Romans 10, 15 says, How shall they preach except they be sent? And uh, all our partners and friends that uh, support this ministry and, and believe in us and pray for us are sending this out at no charge to many. If you want to become a partner and help send it out to others, that's an opportunity. It's available to you. There's information on your screen there. It's wonderful that we can send it to anybody who wants to receive it at no charge because of those who are helping send us. And you know, the great thing is that past this life, whoever's involved in the sending of it is going to get reward for all the people that were reached, for all the things that happened. So it's available and we join faith with you that every good seed sown will come back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over in abundance. It'll come back to you. 
We're going to see you again soon. Come back and join us for more. We're going up from faith to faith in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 